0: Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the On Patriots podcast. We are a proud part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter, on X, on the Bird app, whatever you want to call it these days, at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some social media love to the pod, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Today's episode brought to you by our good friends at Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. And Patriots fans, thank you for taking time out of your weekend to spend here on Locked On Patriots and, of course, for making us your first listen every day. A special shout out to all of you Locked On Everydayers, all you Every Weekenders out there honored and humbled by all of the support you provide to Locked On Patriots and even though your New England Patriots may not have taken a victory from the mist-covered field of Gillette Stadium on Thursday night, sounds a little flowery there, Steve. But you know what? Bear with yeah. us, folks. It is a Saturday. There were some drops of promise for the home team, and yeah, there were a little concerns as well. So, helping us here to break it all down and lend a reasonable take on the current state of your New England Patriots is our resident voice of reason, columnist for PatsFans.com along with being the co-host of Patriots 4th and 2, alongside Derek Havens, my Patriots Paisan, Steve Balistrieri. Welcome back, bud. Thank you for joining me here this weekend.
1: It's always a pleasure to talk football with you, my Paisan. So, you know, uh, yeah, it it wasn't a a great performance per se, but they had some good moments. They had some, you know, some... uh, intriguing possibilities show their their face out there and you know one of the issues that we've been talking about all spring and summer kind of reared its ugly head and i'm sure we're going to get into all of that
0: oh absolutely without any question the
1: good the bad
0: and the uh no other way to say it steve the ugly play of the offensive line at times but do we really need to be that concerned about it steve has a reasonable take and we are going to get to that in just a moment folks but steve we'll start with the hot topic of the week the hot topic of the weekend and the one that badly needs your reason here we need your wisdom and counsel on this bud because the exciting play of quarterback slash receiver malik cunningham has turned into malik magic malik mania Malik mayhem. I've heard them all. Um, a lot of alliteration going on. So, you know, Claire's loving this, but bottom line, I think when you look at what Malik Cunningham did on the field on Thursday, you have to be excited by it. You have to be uh, encouraged by it. If you're a Patriots fan, seeing this type of athleticism come out of a position that we haven't seen here, maybe since Cam Newton took the ball, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So in that vein, when you look at Malik Cunningham and his performance, what are your takeaways from what he did on the field against the Texans on Thursday?
1: Well, we all knew he was fast, athletic, you know, elusive. He was all of those things Mm -hmm. on Thursday night. He was electric. uh, You know, when he was on the field and let's face it, the Patriots offense on Thursday night needed a little bit of electricity. I mean, you know, so many three and outs and, you know, just stuck in neutral all game long. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. granted, he was all of those things, but I just have to feel like we need to tap the brakes on this Mm -hmm. right now, because this is a guy and I'm not taking anything away from him. He may have a stellar career in the NFL. We don't know yet, Mm -hmm. but he's barely played quarterback. He came into the game with just five minutes left with, most of the guys he was facing, let's face it, probably be unemployed in a few weeks. Um, you know, and, and I just think uh, like, hey, it was great. And I think he's going to be a valuable part of this team this year because where they're facing so many mobile quarterbacks, this will be good for the Patriots to have a scout team quarterback like mm-hmm. him on oh, yeah. the field. So I I I. I'm sitting here telling you (laughs) I'm kind of talking on both sides of my mouth here, but I think he's going to be very valuable, but you know, fans can be fickle. We heard all last season, all spring that Bailey Zappi was the man we had Zappi fever, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we heard so much about a quarterback controversy this year. There isn't a competition. There's no controversy. But uh, I know a lot of fans after the game were calling for Zappi to be moved down to the third spot (laughs) and Cunningham to be elevated to the backup. I even saw some folks on social media saying he should be the starter instead of Mac. And I just have to call time out there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I think that
0: we desperately needed that voice of reason to kind of calm us all down here in Wingland because It is exciting, and we had a chance to talk to Malik after the game, and he did say that you know he walked into the huddle and said, "Hey, look, we haven't found the end zone yet. We're going to go down and score." Um, Automatically, you start thinking like, "Oh, that's that sounds Tom Brady like in a lot of ways." You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. like this is what we're going to do. You know, it's easy to get caught up in that type of rhetoric, um, mostly because myself included, colleagues in the media, we're going to fuel that rhetoric because it definitely makes for a nice copy and a good story. But bottom line, you did put a lot of things in perspective. This is against a third string at best Texans defense. Malik's mostly aligned at receiver. Uh, Did some work at quarterback the last couple of days prior to that uh, game, so we knew we were probably going to see him in some select packages. But You know, incorporating a zone read, incorporating an RPO, especially coming out of the empty. This was something where you could see what the Patriots were building towards. And look, I'm taking nothing away from what Malik did on the field. I thought he was brilliant, completing three of four for 19 yards. He rushed five times for 34 yards. Had his helmet taken off by Jacob. (laughs) I mean, you want to talk about everything happening to a quarterback on a drive. (laughs) Jacoby Francis, I mean, and. I say this tongue-in-cheek, but it really isn't a tongue-in-cheek situation. Malik is very lucky that his athleticism and his body control reacted the way it did. That could have been a very scary situation uh, with his helmet just coming off like that, but he bounces back, throws a bolt to to Trey Nixon, which probably should have been caught. That should have been a touchdown pass. Nixon continuously not coming up in those situations, and that's probably a conversation for another day, but then you look at what Malik did to cap the drive, evading two defenders, lowering his shoulder, getting into the end zone exactly like you would see a season pro do it. It's easy to get caught up in that. But one thing that I think Patriots fans need to realize is that the Patriots have an opportunity to use this type of weapon this year to their advantage in select situations. And if Malik Cunningham is playing his way onto this roster, and I think he's making a strong case, not just as a quarterback, but as a potential receiver as well. This gives them a lot of options, especially now with that third emergency quarterback that they can have at the ready at all times. To have someone with a versatile skill set like that could be an asset. So keep an eye on uh, Malik Cunningham for a potential roster spot, but he's not unseating Mac Jones. At this point, I don't think he's unseating Bailey Zappi as your backup either. I think this could be a solid, very exciting number three option that gives you a lot of different looks in the playbook, folks. But Is there a scenario that you can envision where if he continues to play and continues to show this, that he gets more looks at the quarterback position, not necessarily in a game setting, but in the practice setting to maybe even set up for next year?
1: I think it could be set up for this year as well. I mean, (laughs) uh, you know, he could be a special gadget uh, quarterback this year, kind of like it's not really the same But like, kind of like how the uh, Saints use Taysom Hill. Hill,
0: Um,
1: You know, he comes in for a few gadget plays, keeps the defense honest because they don't know whether he's going to run or pass. Mm -hmm. You know, you go empty, put him in there, and now they're they're trying to figure out what's he going to do. So I I could envision just for a few plays. I'm not talking about extended, you know, kind of snaps like but just somebody that could you know especially if the offense starts to bog down in a game, mm-hmm. you know loosen it up a little, bring him in for a couple of plays and maybe get you know everything flowing again. but you know I, I again, I thought he was fantastic. I'm not taking anything away from him. actually that pass you you mentioned to Trey Nixon in the corner, that was an absolute dime. Mm. I, I thought that was very impressive. Yeah, one of the two best throws of the game—the one, uh, you know, Zappy made to Tyquan Thornton—and oh, this one, I thought those were two absolute dimes. But I, I was very impressed with that throw, you know, yeah. and it should have been caught, as you said. But again, <laughs> that's a story for another time. <laughs> but that <laughs> yeah, seems I- to me, i mean, it's—it's it's so frustrating because Trey Nixon. I know we we're, we're not talking about him right now, but. You know, we mentioned them. He has all the tools to be really good and he just can't seem to put it together. You know? Mm. It's it's frustrating to see. I'm sure he is too. Yeah, it is. And it's so
0: disheartening because Trey is one of the hardest workers on the field. Each and every day he takes a practice field, whether it be in OTAs, whether it be in mini camp, whether it be in training camp, or the snippets that we're able to watch before regular season practices, before regular season games. Trey is always engaged. He's always out there doing everything he can to improve. And it just seems like One way or another, putting the whole package together just has not clicked yet. Maybe it's still out there. I think there's a lot of talent still there, uh, you know, brimming uh, below the surface with uh, Trey. But eventually, you need to see it if you're the New England Patriots. And if they don't see it soon, you know, I'm afraid that, uh, you know, the Patriots may look at the depth chart that they have at wide receiver now and say, well, you know, we've only got so many spots here and we have to go with the guys that produce. But uh, bottom line, getting back to Malik Cunningham, and I, I think you're right. Um, I think there is a niche that he can find within this team. So we'll wrap up our discussion on the link with my question to you, Steve, with everything he brings to the table, in your opinion, is this worth a roster spot on the 53 man roster this year?
1: You know, that's going to be the difficult question for the coaches because as I said, I think he'd be a excellent scout team quarterback. I really mm-hmm. do. You know, at least for this year and then see you know, where his development goes. I know he's been playing mostly wide receiver, but um, that's going to be the, the you know, $64,000 question there is, is he worth that roster spot? And honestly, after Thursday night, I don't know if he'd pass through waivers now. Probably the most impressive thing was seeing Lamar Jackson's, uh, I don't know if you <laughs> saw that on Twitter. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, his, his comment on Malik, I mean, that just fueled the fire even more, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. You're talking one Louisville guy to another. I mean, there are similarities in the way that they play the game. Now, I'm not ready to put Malik Cunningham in the same no. category. as Lamar Jackson. No one is. <laughs> Lamar's in a category all of his own in the pros right now. But you can start to see some of the seedlings of the type of quarterback Malik could become. And I agree with you. I think the Patriots are going to have a big-time difficulty trying to stash him on the practice squad. Now he's got a lot of light on him. If the Patriots are serious about wanting to keep him around, I think they're almost going to have to roster him at this point. Steve, it wasn't all about Malik Magic on Thursday night. There were a few defensive players that really, really stepped it up. One of whom I know you have been a proponent of for a good long time, Anthony Jennings, having a great game, proving his worth. But exciting rookie Keon White, who is absolutely bringing the thump back to the Patriots pass rush. He is really, really doing an amazing job. Steve and I are going to talk the Patriots defense, how impressive they looked, and we're going to talk a whole lot of Keon White. When this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day locked on listeners august is here and you know what that means the official start of fantasy football drafting month and get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy it's the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball all you have to do is one live snake draft no waivers no trades underdog sets your best lineup each and every week what more can you ask for so try it out with underdogs best ball mania tournament the largest fantasy football contest of all time and it's back and it's even bigger with 15 million dollars of total prizes up for grabs including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner last year the winner drafted their team in july so don't wait around don't delay. Do it today. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Yeah, doubled up to $100. Don't want to miss this. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. L O C K E D O N. Promo code Locked On for UnderdogFantasy.com. Patriots fans, thank you once again for taking time out of your weekend to join us here on this preseason game one breakdown, hot topic stories here on Locked On Patriots, and of course, helping to lend a voice of reason to all of the excitement and the overreactions that myself and so many people are engaged in right now is our good friend Steve Ballastri, my Patriot Pizon of PatsFans.com, and Steve. We got a little bit of that Malik mania out of our system last segment, Um, but I think we would be uh, doing our job a disservice if we didn't talk about the impressive performance of the Patriots defense for the most part. A lot of guys stepping it up. Uh, I wrote about Jalen Mills' solid first-half performance, uh, looking good in the safety position, making a nice read on C.J. Stroud and getting the interception, setting the tone early, a guy that you have uh, been a proponent of for quite some time, Anthony Jennings, had a great game on Thursday. But I will say this. If we're talking defensive standouts, it's hard not to mention Keon White and a great game that he had on Thursday night. Steve, I know you were a fan of this pick when the Patriots made it, same as myself. Um, What was your reaction to Keon's big night? Uh, How excited
1: were you to watch him out on the field? I I was watching the game, and I was just like, Wow. You know, I mean, you talk about speed to power, Mm. um, you know, and watching him just wreak havoc on one snap. I'm trying to remember the exact time and place, but um, he just kind of ragdolled a lineman, offensive lineman to the ground and just got after it. And every, all the hype we've been hearing about him has been, at least for week one of preseason has been justified. I think this guy was an absolute stud mm. on Thursday night. I mean, he was just all over the place. And, you know, when he was on the field, um, it was just like, I, I I gave up watching the play. I was just watching him after a few snaps and he looked really impressive. You know, he was quiet in uh, the spring and the first week of training camp where there's no pads. Cause you, you really can't, a physical type player, you can't really judge him until the pads come on. Mm. And when the pads came on Thursday night, this guy was, he was a human wrecking ball out there. And you mentioned Anthony Jennings. I thought he was outstanding as well. So, I think those two guys, Daniel Quali chipped in with a sack. Absolutely. Got to give him a lot of credit, too. Yeah. And those guys were, it it makes you excited because you know they have Josh Uche, Matthew Judon. Mm. now if they give these guys a little bit of a rest, um, you know, these younger guys can step in. And we can see that they can play. I'm I'm so excited for Keon White. And I know I'm going against what I just said about Malik Cunningham to slow it down a little bit. But I, I was this way from the time he was drafted. And I still can't believe that they got him in round two.
0: It's amazing. It really, really is. And you think back to draft night and you think of uh, Patriots fans reaction to Keon White being drafted. And I know – Everyone was clamoring for a wide receiver in this spot because you got the cornerback that you really wanted in Christian Gonzalez, and there was a need for that. I think Patriots fans recognized that he was the top player on the board when the Patriots took him. So everyone, generally, uh, was united behind this pick. But there was a little uneasiness when Keon White was the selection. A lot of Patriots fans liked it. You and I loved it immediately, but um, there were a lot out there that figured that the Patriots weren't doing enough to help the offense, and there's some truth to that. I guess they're. Was a definite need for the Patriots to get wide receivers in this room, but when you look at what Keon White does in a Patriots defensive setting, albeit in a preseason matchup, this kid not only brings... The power like you said i mean that hit on cj stroud on the bootleg is something that'll continue to be a highlight reel no matter what you're looking at uh that was just that was a pro level hit that was a seasoned veteran hit um on a young mobile quarterback that is a very very impressive thing to do but great physical size great athleticism and that versatility to move all over the defensive front, you can put him at outside linebacker. You can align him at defensive end. You can give him the duties of even dropping back into coverage because he not only has the power and the athleticism, but also the speed to hang with a lot of these guys. It really is uh, amazing uh, what this uh, kid can do. And I think you're going to see that he's also very good against the run. When they originally drafted him i thought that's where you were going to see him make his biggest impact this year is as a run defender i think he's proving that he can definitely do it against the pass. and you mentioned judon and ushe and you know when you think of defensive playmakers on this team steve you automatically think of matt judon and kyle duggar i the two probably most prominent defensive playmakers on this team but when you've got guys like now keon white and anthony jennings and Daniel Aquale stepping up and making plays um, besides the plays that you know that guys like Dietrich Wise and Josh Uche can make, it gives you so much versatility and so much uncertainty. This is going to be a very, very difficult defense for teams to play against this year. Even the most seasoned and the most uh, proficient of offenses, I think are going to have second thoughts about wanting to play this defense this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they need it because they're, they're facing a, a lot of good quarterbacks this year. And they're going to need that consistent pressure and, you know, setting the edge against these teams. And the one thing that I found, <clears throat> excuse me, most uh, refreshing for a young guy like White. And we know he's all business, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I mean, you just look at him. They, they were mentioning We learned that, on, that last... on draft night. <laughs> yeah. And they, they were talking about, I mean, he's, you know, he looks like a seasoned veteran. You know, when you saw him on the sideline and he plays like one. But he was so self-aware of his own game because I noticed a couple of times, uh, you know, when he lined up in a two-point stance, he was a tad slow off the snap. And he said right after the game, he thought he was kind of over-processing things and overthinking it. And he just needs to put, you know, his foot forward and take off. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but... You know, that was the thing that stuck out to me. And I was like, you know, you don't see that with a young guy. Now, most young guys, after a game like that, they'd be talking about how they put a hit on the quarterback and they were, you know, ragdolling an offensive lineman. He was so self aware and so all business that he picked up on that right away. And I thought that was super impressive.
0: It was. Uh, the official quote that you're looking for is just want to play faster. I just need to play fast, put my head down, and go. Uh, for a rookie that really kind of arrived on the scene, uh, albeit in a preseason setting, uh, this is their opportunity to shine. It's their first opportunity to make a first impression. And Keon White made a phenomenal first impression, folks. Definitely exciting for the Patriots defense, and now you're going to start to see exactly what the Patriots were thinking when they brought him in in the second round. It's a guy that clearly had first-round talent, Steve, so it's not a reach here. Uh, A lot of people were talking Keon White in the first round, and I think nobody would have batted an eyelash. 54 total tackles, 14 for loss, 7.5 sacks at Georgia Tech last season. That clearly proves that this kid was ready to arrive on the scene in the pros and he's proving it every time he steps on the field not just in a game setting but in practice too folks this is the type of energy Keon White brings every single day just a joy to watch and a lot of fun and yet another layer onto that rookie cake that the Patriots are going to be serving this year a lot of exciting rookies especially on the defensive side of the ball but Steve, it wasn't all fun and games for the Patriots <laughs> on Thursday night because it was a 20-9 to 9 loss. And one of the big reasons why was their inability to move the ball on offense, especially when it comes to the offensive line. Steve and I will talk offensive futility and whether or not it was really a big deal after all when this episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast wraps up right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team to help you do it faster And here's even the best part, folks, they help you do it for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it so easy to create a free job post. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here on Locked On Patriots, spending time with us as part of your weekend. And don't forget, Mailbag Monday is back in full effect on Monday, so make sure to get those questions in over the weekend. You can tag me at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. You can tag Locked On Patriots at L-O underscore Patriots, and you can definitely tag our good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary <laughs> Thomas Murphy, on Twitter, at TMurf207. Get those questions in, folks, because Murph and I will be diving in to what I'm sure is going to be a robustly filled mailbag this coming Monday right here on Lock On Patriots. But for today, we are continuing to regale your weekend with a little wisdom, a little counsel, and a whole lot of reason with my good friend, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com. And, Steve, We've talked Malik Cunningham and the excitement. We've talked to Keon White. It's been very positive. You would never know that the Patriots suffered a 20 to 9 loss by the way we've been talking, but that is exactly what happened on the field on Thursday night. And one of the big problems that the Patriots had was moving the football on offense. Once again, Steve dealing with a makeshift offensive line. All the starters sat out this game. Connor McDermott at left tackle, Antonio. Mafia at left guard, James Ferrance at center, Cody Rusi at right guard, City So at right tackle. Um, none of these guys are going to be plugged into the starting lineup. I guess the only one I would say that I think has a legitimate chance to be a starter early is Connor McDermott, and he struggled a lot on Thursday night. When you look at the offensive line and you look at the difficulties they've had, Steve, is this more about a vanilla game plan and not wanting to show your hand and essentially taking it very slow? to incorporate these guys into the game plan or should we be expecting more out of the Patriots backups at this point
1: I think it's a little bit of both I mean uh, Bill O'Brien held his cards close to his vest Mm -hmm. I mean he didn't unleash anything it was so vanilla and that's I think that's a good thing because you don't want to show too much Mm -hmm. in the preseason for teams to have you know any kind of film on on your offense. Now, that being said, uh, you know, we know that none of the, the starters, you know, played. Connor McDermott could be a starter on the, the right tackle position. Him and Riley Reef are battling it out, and they gave Reef the night off, and McDermott played left tackle, and he was not good. But none of the guys were good. And I will say this, you know, this isn't a new issue. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the offensive line has been banged up all mm-hmm. preseason, all training camp, you know. So uh, back to the spring. And if these are your top backups, they didn't put a great foot forward on Thursday night because individually and collectively, you know, the pass protection wasn't good. The running game, you know, they weren't opening lanes for the backs to go in. And that it sounds like twenty twenty two all over again. Now, again, you caveat it by saying, you know, this was a very vanilla game plan, but the offensive line has to be better. Just mm. just no ifs, ands, or buts. They have to play better.
0: Yeah, without question. Um, And at some point, you want to see the starters get back in there and start playing meaningful minutes. Now, Trent Brown, we talked about him a little bit last week when Trent spoke to the media earlier this week. He did indeed confirm that there are injury reasons why he is taking a slow approach and getting back to the field. Um, That being said. You understand that, and I think the Patriots are wise in that regard. You don't want to risk anything happening to Trent Brown early on that's going to make him miss more time later. So you're better off giving him this time to rest than not. Cole Strange continues to to deal with an injury, and Michael Wayne, still continues his stay on the physically unable to perform list. So you're talking David Andrews, and you're talking a combination of either Connor McDermott or Riley Reef. I've been very complimentary about Connor because I think he's looked great during – OTA, mini camp and even into training camp. He did struggle on Thursday night without any question. Rusi had a difficult time as well. You hope that he's going to be okay. Saw him go down with an injury. That did not look too promising. Mm-hmm. Immediately headed back to the locker room. And, folks, we don't have regular injury reports coming out. Uh, they're not required to be published by any team, let alone the Patriots. So we're going to continue to try to monitor that situation. Even as much as Roosie struggled, he's still a very solid reserve option for the Patriots and a versatile one that can play center, guard, even tackle if necessary. But, Steve, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, the unit struggled all night long to provide adequate pass protection, adequate uh, run blocking. Uh, New England was only able to muster 3.7 yards per play on average with only 3.1 yards per rush. A lot of that was because of the final drive of Malik Cunningham. Otherwise, you're looking at a situation where those numbers are probably down into the twos. At the half, they were both hovering around the 1.9, 1.7 area. That is not good, folks. You cannot win anything if you're going to do that. And that leads me quite nicely into my final question for you, my friend, and that is Patriots running backs had an awful lot of problem finding their footing on, on Thursday night. Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris simply could not get it going. Bailey Zappi had difficulty being able to play behind that makeshift line. Very nice completion to Taekwon Thornton. That was a great pass by Bailey, a great catch by Taekwon, But other than that, not much. Um, what do the Patriots have to do here from a skill position level to maybe rise above it if the offensive line is going to be slow in getting out of the gate?
1: I, you know, it goes back to that question of last year, the same thing. I mean, it's hard to evaluate – the running backs when they're consistently getting hit in the backfield.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I don't care who's who's back there, if they're getting hit, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, it's really tough to get anything going. And you know, watching the film or watching the game, I need to rewatch it. But it looked like some of the receivers were getting open. Mm-hmm. It's just that uh, the quarterbacks had no time to throw. And again, it, it was a the chicken or the egg, I think it all goes back to the, you know, I don't think it's the skill position guys, as much as it's the offensive line. They, they have to do a better job. And, you know, if, if they give the quarterbacks a little time to throw that, you know, we saw the pass Zappi made to to Thornton, mm-hmm. you know, I think they can do those type of things. I'm not saying they're going to light it up, but they can be very good.
0: Absolutely, yeah. and I think they can be. And look, with the proper amount of protection and with the right scheme in place, this offense is going to start to open up a little bit. Uh, we did see... Bill O'Brien and the imprint that he's going to put on this offense. We saw an awful lot of horizontal passing on Thursday night. I think it really plays into his philosophy. I think it really plays into uh, his strong, his skill set as a coach. To coach a team that is very good at being able to draw defenses in, lead your team under the defense, and then get yards after the catch. So that's where he's clearly going to stand out. But one thing that gave me a little bit of hope that there might be some diversity here in the Patriots offensive game plan was seeing Taekwon Thornton rise to the occasion, go up and make an aggressive catch on a very good pass by Bailey Zappi. We haven't seen that that much from Tyquan. We've seen flashes of it, um, but we haven't necessarily seen a whole lot of it. This training camp, uh, it was good to see him make that catch. So if Tyquan can start to come on and prove that he has that vertical capability, stretching the field a little bit it's going to give the patriots so much more in terms of diversity it's going to give them a lot more uncertainty for opposing defenses because now all of a sudden you have to account for a player downfield that's going to be able to uh, give you a whole new dimension and it's going to open up so much underneath for the new england patriots as well and really allow them to hit their targets where they like to so Steve, even though we said we were going to be a little negative in this uh, uh, segment, we still tried to find some positivity, and we hope it added a little positivity to your weekend, folks. There is a lot of work to do on the offensive line, and the offense definitely needs to step it up, but there are seedlings there that lead you to believe that we're still going to be a lot better off as Patriots fans watching this team offensively this season than we were in 2022, and I think we can all agree on that. But, my friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me here today and lend your voice of reason that we all needed, whether it be Malik Magic, whether it be defensive prowess or overreactions on the offensive line, you've done that. So, in that vein, please, before we let you go, let everyone know where they can reach out to you, consume your great work, and what we can look forward to in the coming week from the great pen, the great voice of Steve Malastrieri.
1: Well, th- thanks again for having me, Mike. It's mm-hmm. always a pleasure talking it's- with you. I I miss hanging out with you up there. I uh, know, but- I know. We miss you up here too. We do. That meeting <laughs> at not the same. It just isn't.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it these days, at Steve B7SFG. I, I still have the bird next to my name, so, you know. But uh, I, I, my Sunday column and a shameless bit of self-promotion will be out tomorrow. And, and I'm addressing a lot of these same mm-hmm. things that you and I talked about, you know, today. Um, so we'll uh, take a look at that. And later on this week, I'm going to have a second crack at uh, putting together a 53-man roster and see, you know, where the chips fall on this one.
0: hmm Absolutely. You know, great minds think alike. I think all of us here in Patriots media are kind of feeling that this week and you're going to see a lot of 53-man roster projections popping up. Check out every single one of them, folks. I can't recommend any of them highly enough. We've got a great beat here in New England, a lot of great writers that really take an awful lot of time and a lot of insight into what they do. So check each and every one of them out. But who knows, Steve, maybe next Friday we'll have a little dueling 53-man roster projections here on Lockdown Patriots as the two of us break them down. In the meantime, folks, once again, I thank my good friend Steve Balastreri for all of the wisdom and counsel and support he lends to Locked On Patriots. But most of all, I thank each and every one of you for all of the support, everything that you do for Locked On Patriots each and every day. Truly honored, truly humbled by all you do. So once again, folks, in that vein, on behalf of my good friend Steve Balastreri, I am Mike Debate reminding you to stay safe, stay well, and most importantly, the change that you wish to see in the world and what's also important folks is that you get your questions in for hashtag mailbag monday murph and i can't wait to dive into the mailbag and we'll be back with you here on monday on locked on patriots to do just that have a great weekend everyone and we'll see you back here to begin the week on locked on patriots